Broadcasting from beautiful, sexy, steamy Studio City, California, though those facts can be disputed. This is the Knapsack Files. I'm Ken Knapsack with another wonderfully special guest. He is a wildly special guest. <laughs> Josh McCuga. Ah, Kenny, thank you. Oh, you <laughs> are affectionately known as the Wild Man. I am in the Schmoes No World, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and that's uh, though we have uh, we met briefly once before uh, f- several years ago. I don't even know if you remember because I barely remember myself. It was at three I, three of clubs. Yeah, yeah. You were doing a casual mafia comedy show. Yeah. With Joey Rockenstein was yeah. uh, booking that. Yeah, and we ran into each other then. Um, that's the only. And only then rekindled uh, with the Schmoes. Rekindled, or shall we say, discovered. Discovered. That's a good. That's good. That's good. Um, no, the, I mean those those three club shows back in the day because yeah. uh, Swinehart ran that room. Yes. And Rockenstein would would maybe take one of his Thursdays. Yeah, and roughly. Kind of book it, and that's when like Casual Mafia first started. Right. And, and we were doing a lot of live stuff because we had we had eight songs that we performed live. It's like a, almost like a comedy band. <laughs> Like the, like an all-star '70s variety show band. Exactly, we were like the Partridge Family of just like messed up individuals. Explain a little bit what Casual Mafia oh, yeah. is to those un, uh, uninitiated. Uh, so, uh, my buddy Paul Fiore and yeah. I, yeah. Uh, we moved out. I moved out to California, um, mm-hmm. and he was already here, and he was casting a pilot, and I just happened to like see it on LA Casting, and you know, right. thing, and, and he brought me in for the audition. I booked it, and uh, we shot it. It was good. Uh, it was called Coast to Coast. Uh, and um, coast to coast, coast to coast, very news like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was not news like <laughs> at all. Uh, nothing newsy to it. Uh, and uh, yeah, f- a young, fresh faced twenty five year old Josh Makuga, and okay. uh, and then Paul and I shot. Um, you know, when you're working on that thing and you meet people for because it was I moved here in January, I booked that early February, mm-hmm. and um, uh, when you meet somebody because I lived in New York before when I graduated yeah. Penn State, I lived in New York, and you just don't meet many entertainment people in new york that are normal because you have a you have a lot of stage people and you have a lot of theater folk exactly Mm, say no more people that are like they'll spend their whole lives like trying to put a play up at the fringe festival i'm like guys i want to sell a freaking movie i want to be a stand-up you know so uh yeah like let's do an off off broadway play of a man who's a knife and he and his 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 daughter is a is a bread it's a loaf of bread it's an allegorical play of a coming of age story about a, a pumpernickel loaf like it's just terrible they're just weird people and you know i i'm a very mean I'm sorry, you, should, you had me at man who's a knife yeah <laughs> so uh, when I, I was in New York for about 16, 18 months. Okay. And so when I left New York, I came out here and you, and, you know, you meet people that are normal. Cause I thought that, you know, there were way less normal people in, in the industry, which out right. here there's just, there's just a lot more people in the industry. Yeah. 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 Like I always make the joke that in New York, the waiters and waitresses are trying to be actors and actresses in LA. It's the managers. It's the owner. Right. It's, it's like the conglomerate of people that own the restaurant are yeah. also trying to make movies. I mean, everybody is here to be. Uh, yeah. I, I am a director of public safety at a mall and I've been doing this entertainment thing for 15 years. Yeah, you know, yeah, I'm yeah. a suit guy, you know, I totally know what you mean. Was there a moment right. you're sitting around in New York where you're like, I picked the wrong coast. Yep. Without it. Well, here's, here was the moment. So, <laughs> All the weirdos, right? So I booked yeah. this. What was awesome was I, I went – the first audition I had in New York was for a horror feature film. It was an independent film. Okay. And I booked it. And I was nice. and I was psyched. It, I was a paying gig. My yeah. parents were like calling their friends. He's going to be in a movie. Uh, it was it's like, hey, he's going to – you know, we, I got not My small little town Josh, Pittsburgh. he made it. He, he made, made it. it. I knew he was going to do it. Um, 
and it's not like I grew up in like some small town where like the the bank was called Dave's Bank. Or right, like right. My grandmother right. ran the cafe or something. Right. But it was small enough that I, you know, I was I led the pep rallies in, in high school. And, gotcha. And I was you know Mister whatever. So the town was behind you. Correct. Right. Yeah. Like my mom, my mom's best friend was like when I was nine years old. Was like he's gonna be the next Matt Lauer. And I was like. <laughs> All right, well, okay. Great. So uh, that's an odd. Yeah, yeah. So you know, I graduate college. I don't want to be in an office job. I told my parents yeah. what I wanted to do when I was ten years old, and, and I, I went out to New York. I booked this horror feature film. Gotcha. And we went out to the Catskills and shot for like fourteen days, like pent up in a house. And basically every night, like we were shooting all night and day. Basically, yeah. I was like getting a couple hours of sleep here and there. But when we'd have downtime, I was basically doing stand up for the crew, gotcha. cast and okay. crew, like trying to you know like try out jokes for people and things like that. And I wasn't doing any stand up in. New York because one uh, I didn't really I didn't really know what I wanted to do mm-hmm. and I wanted to act I thought I was going to be sure. this actor I, An actor. I was going to act I was going to hang out in the theater with a bunch yeah. of people and uh, I'm the spoon in this knife man's play so so I booked this horror feature and it went really really well we got into all these horror film festivals it's called Plasterhead if you ever want to check it out it's on okay. Netflix it's Plasterhead on... folks yeah Plasterhead check that Grace Guys by Mark Riley Plasterhead starring <laughs> Josh McCuga we didn't have hats like, yeah. like Riley has hats true hats yeah. so um, so it comes out it like premiered at this this horror fest in New York and it was mm-hmm. like a 230 person theater and we sold it out and like my family came in for it and they were so excited and my mom screamed the loudest when I kissed a girl on screen it wasn't anything oh, else of course really. naturally yeah yeah so that's awesome. So that was, and then I didn't book anything for like nine right. and a half months. Like didn't get a thing. Like was going on audition after audition, getting callbacks here and there, nothing. Did like an off off Broadway play. Yeah. It was called Sword Politic. I, it was brutal. It was so bad. Like it was three hours of play. Right. You're, you're like Jerome Walton winning the 1989 National League Rookie of the Year award, and you're yeah. never really hearing from yeah, he, he, He's a backup outfitter for the Angels. <laughs> His baseball card is just like him with the bat because he never actually played in the game. Yeah. Okay. So, so, so then I was I was started doing extra work, mm-hmm. and I booked this pilot as like a featured extra. Like I had to audition yeah. for it, but I didn't have any lines. And I remember the producer came out and like there was this woman, you know, the second AD was like, "Guys, you gotta really behave like LA actors now. This isn't this isn't just like your New York like mumbo jumbo. You gotta be like LA actors." And I was like, "What? Wait a second. Am I doing this wrong? Like, am right. I, should I not be in New York? The fact that I'm spending $1,500 a month on rent for a shoebox, this right. isn't right, right? So a friend of mine was working at CAA, but in the sports yeah. department. And she was like, listen, there's some comedy agents coming out for the SNL premiere. Yeah. I want you to meet them and just like talk to them. And now they're like the two biggest agents that, in the comedy sure, of at course. CAA. Yeah, yeah. And so I met with them. They were super nice guys. I told them what I wanted to do. They're like, don't get leave New York. You, should, you need to okay. leave New York. And that was like October 1st. Moved to Pit- move back to Pittsburgh for two months, save a little bit of cash, and then move to L.A. Because I had burned through everything. In right. LA. Mostly on just rent. On just bus fare. rent. Yeah, exactly. Cab fare. I was literally eating tokens. a banana a day. I was, at one point in New York, I was 148 pounds. Because I was starving. Yeah, like, literally. starving. For your craft. Yeah, for my craft. For your knife and spoon play. <laughs> Ken, it was, it was well received by the Village Voice. It was gorgeous. So, so I move out here, meet Paul, uh, and then mm-hmm. we shoot this. We shoot the pilot, and mm-hmm. it goes well. I uh, didn't get a New York film t- uh, television mm-hmm. festival, which we wanted to do, but we said let's shoot a web series. So we shoot this thing called yeah. Dear Diary. It was a lot of fun. Okay. Dear Diary got we got noticed by like Crackle.com and MTV, yep. and then MTV paid for us to write a full. 
30 minute of Dear Diary, which never really went anywhere. And we figured there's all these people doing all the sketch comedy on YouTube. Let's yeah. do it. So we knew a bunch of people. We, we, we didn't even audition people. We just, we, our friends that we thought were funny, we started writing sketches together. We have a writer's meeting every Monday mm-hmm. and we, we did these things called sketch weekends where we'd shoot like 10 or 12 sketches in a weekend, like go dawn right. to dusk, Saturday, Sunday, just exhausting. Right. Uh, but we got some great stuff out of there, like Douchebag Anthem, Prius, the CSIs, all that kind of stuff. I love just, the CSI stuff. Yeah. That's the first thing I saw of oh, you guys it? do. Yeah. yeah. So th- those were just, it was a ton of fun. But you know, with any sketch and improv team, it's hard to keep 11 people together. Absolutely. You know, yeah. It's impossible. Yeah. People want to go and do their own things. It's a lot of time taken out. Nobody's getting paid. We're, yeah. I'm, I'm breaking the bank. Like I borrowed, I took a small loan out from my mom and dad that I still owe them for. Uh, <laughs> and um, shot all this stuff. I mean, very. Very high production value for very little money, which is what you can do nowadays because of the HD cameras and, and what, you know. True, but I got to say, particularly the CSI things, what really grabbed me when I first saw them was they looked so damn good. You can have the quality, you can have the HD stuff I have, and yeah. I can't shoot that. You guys had everything. It looked I professional. Mean, the internet still requires professionalism, yeah. and that's what you guys had. Yeah, that, thanks, yeah. man. I appreciate that. And that was, that was, I think, what got us a lot of notice from a yeah. lot of people. Um, but again, you know, uh, it's, it's very expensive and it's just very difficult to shoot high quality stuff because, you know, I mean, uh, and not to take anything away from what, uh, Christian and Mark do. Let's take it away from them. (laughs) Let's take it right away. It's just, you know, Christian always wants to shoot sketches and he wants me to write it. I'm just like, it's, it's very difficult to shoot sketches. You can't just set up a camera and like run. Uh, you have to put a lot of production work into it and I'm not just not going to do anything half-assed and put my name on it. Right, and that was how we felt with Casual Mafia. Because when we first started, I was like, "Dude, let's just fucking get an iPhone and shoot this stuff." Right, and we couldn't. Michael do it. Sarah shot a movie on an <laughs> iPhone. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like all these guys in Smosh are shooting this stuff, right. and these dudes on YouTube are just there. And that's the thing with YouTube that we didn't get was that the people on YouTube could care less what mm. it looked like. Mm-hmm. It mm. all mattered was how many sketches can we get out. Like right, just right, a right, matter right. of volume. upload, volume of upload mm-hmm. for the mm-hmm. sketches. And don't get me wrong, I'm very, very, very proud of the body of work of the Casual Mafia because yeah. Paul and I produced all of that along with Christine Casagrande. Mm-hmm. She, uh, us three, produced the shit out of that stuff. I mean, yeah. hours and hours of pre-production and everything for just like online, maybe three hours of content, right? Total. Right. Uh, yeah. um, but the Casual Mafia, we were performing live. That's where that mm-hmm. whole thing started. Um, and we were, do- again, we were like the Partridge family of dysfunctional comedy <laughs> bands. And we did, we probably did 30 or 40 live shows. Right. They were very well produced. They were only about 20 to 25 minutes. So mm. we'd be like a great musical act at the end of a show or, you know, like yeah. we, we went up on the improv, did a couple, did a couple songs. Right. We were getting hired and we were getting some, a lot of things. But again, when there are seven people and yeah. nobody can show like everybody can't show up for a certain thing. Because you all got jobs exactly. or other things and other projects. Absolutely. Yeah. And you're pairing it down and then, you know. The girls didn't want to be actresses anymore. After like the first six months of the Cash Mafia, the girls didn't want to be actresses. Anymore. Really? They were tired of it. I've never met girls in L.A. not wanting to be actresses. <laughs> know, it's very right? rare. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, we lost the girls. Um, one girl stayed on, but mm. at, by that point, it was we were done. You know, right. We were just over. Uh, the guys, we kind of all like went our separate ways. It was just it, – it honestly like – we, we shot all those sketches. We wanted to get into a web series. We didn't have any money. I kept mm-hmm. putting it off. We kept putting it off because I, I just didn't have the money for the production. Right. Uh, we have these writers' meetings where we just we didn't get anything done because they just turned into pitches and and, yeah. and, and hangouts. Exactly. Like you know you would you would say like let's have something written by next week and nobody would have anything. Uh huh. Yeah, I've been there. Yeah. And uh, guys, we got assigned this week's We got we got assignments. We got yeah. assignments. <laughs> yeah. And nobody's making any money. Everybody's working a bunch of right. different jobs. Uh, and. We didn't know when we were going to go back into production. We couldn't decide on a web series that we wanted to shoot mm-hmm. because we were all arguing about what was the smartest thing to do for YouTube. 
Yeah. And I don't think that there is a smart thing to do for YouTube. I really don't. I think it's a tough egg to crack. We've seen we we are uh, living in the sh- yeah. yeah, we're living in the schmo world, which I think is one of the more successful success stories. Yeah. Uh from two guys just talking about movies to building up the brand. Um but that's that's coming up on six years almost of hard work on yeah. their part. And and uh and I certainly is it really two thousand seven they started? Yeah. Yeah. Holy yeah. Shit. Wow. Um coming out of the current T V show and everything. Right, right. Um and and believe me, I spent the weekend with them at Comic Con um covering it and they they're a well oiled machine, yeah. even when they argue with each other a little bit, which is kind of fun to watch. <laughs> but um when you're in the corner trying to eat your subway sandwich. Mark is such a passive aggressive dude. Do you know <laughs> what I mean? I love Mark and Christian have become very good friends along with you. I mean, yeah, yeah. I really appreciate all you guys. But Mark is very, very passive aggressive. I've never seen him upset with me in yeah. general, maybe because I'm like I'm not a hard guy to get upset with. True. Yeah. But you you I can see Christian just like Digging under his skin enough to the point where, but it, you know, Christian's so high energy, got yeah. the New York vibe, and, and uh, uh, Mark's Mark's on the porch in Virginia, uh, just drinking a sarsaparilla, shipping all his Lynchburg <laughs> lemonade, and, and and but to see them. That, I obviously, I've known them for a long time. To watch mm-hmm. them work their magic in San Diego at Comic Con, um, and how they work together as a team. When Mark's the primary editor, but Christian's the, the kind of the the quarterback, of the franchise, so to right. speak. And, and Mark's the offensive line. I'm, yeah. I'm trying to throw random football <laughs> references in there. Mark's God, the kicker. <laughs> uh, Christian has a clipboard because he's calling the plays. I don't know what's going on. It was just it was well, a, Cougars in the luxury box yeah, getting has, drunk on free booze. As their friend, it was kind of fun to sit back and watch them work up yeah. close. But again, that so that's taken about six years to get yeah. that rhythm down. And and again, volume, volume, volume. Well, the, exactly, they really started to take off when it was just review after review after review. Right, because people don't want to go to your channel and see one review, maybe a sketch, and then a candid video of you, you know, crying in a car or something, yeah. you know, weird. <laughs> Over a play you saw about a man being a knife, you know. I saw this brilliant actor. He was the spoon. <laughs> he took the whole play. Um, no, but I, you know, they they do. And the, the other thing is too is that they're good at what they do. That's it. That's the final key. Yeah, There's, you, know, you can do it again. When I say the internet requires professionalism, that doesn't necessarily mean what it looks like. Though I think that's a large part of it. And as I've learned when I started producing Stacked with my handheld flip camera, because right. it was a uh, me and Tiffany were like, yeah, I'll, I'll, yeah, we'll do a comic book thing. Let me go over and shoot. Uh, this is all I have. Right. Dear God, you would have thought I was the worst person in the world in some <laughs> of the comments. The sound. Yeah, I know. It's a hundred dollar Kodak flip cam. Let me go get a two thousand dollar camera and a seven hundred dollar microphone. <laughs> I love how the YouTube Which voice is always the same. The sound. Um, no, because the YouTube thing is, I don't, you know, uh, with we're releasing between the sheets episodes starting yeah. soon, and we're going long. And we're, I definitely want to talk about that, yeah, but sure. continue your train of thought here. Um, the, I, if you, if you're a stand up, like mm-hmm. I have, you know, the Laugh Factory videos are all almost at a hundred thousand hits, which is okay. which is pretty great. Uh, a couple of comedy time ones are a hundred thousand plus hits, mm-hmm. and. I would say, you know, and I and I I don't like to read the comments because if you want to feel oh, shitty yeah. about yourself, yeah. read the comments. However, if you read a lot of the a lot, if you read the good comments, there's some great stuff in there. You just yep. have to really get used to reading not reading the bad ones. Yeah, and I don't I, I totally ignore them, and I appreciate the fans. And I you know if I go on the, yep. some of the videos sometimes, and I just think uh, it's hard interacting with I I just don't understand the. Um, 
the just total absurdity of some of these comments, just the yeah. absolute stupidity of these people yeah. that they have the time and effort to ridicule somebody they absolutely have no idea. And the gall. And the gall. <laughs> it's just gall. It's, it's absolutely gall. You know, like yeah. uh, my buddy Asif Ali has he mm. he posts YouTube comments every now and then, mm-hmm. and he's an Indian guy. Hysterical. He's hysterical. Yeah. And his it like half the comments are like, "Go back to India, you curry muncher." It's like, <laughs> what is going on in the fact that? You have the gall, the time, yeah. the effort that this is what you do. Yeah. This is this is your life. You yeah. you make fun of people that you don't know. That are doing something. Yeah. You know. And the hard the crazy thing is is that maybe some of these people are being bullied by other people and this is sure. their outlet yeah. to do there's it. Some of that, I'm sure. But don't there's gotta be there's something missing in it, like a synapse Stop missing the that, cycle. Yeah, what what? <laughs> I'm I'm a comic. I go on stage, I try and tell jokes. If you don't like them, don't watch. Yeah. You know? I once went on a rant on stage. I was having, I, when I was a host. Uh, I came back and, um, you know, Take I, I was it easy, Ken. Uh, yeah, no, I w- went on a rant because uh, I was an, I was an uneven comic at best, and one of the a comics comic, which just is code for the audience doesn't like you, but your buddies <laughs> think you're funny. Um, but I, you know, I'd have my good nights and bad nights. But I, I just went on a rant one night because I was like, you know, I am funnier than any one of you in the audience, right? I'm just am. I know I am, yeah. and I'm funnier around the office. I'm running, and, and it's not just uh, you know. I if you're up on this stage, chances are ninety five percent of the time you are funnier than anyone watching you who's Correct. just paid for its t- seat. But I have one bad night. Something doesn't work. A joke I'm trying. Where are you? And you now look at me as that guy's not funny. Yeah. And I just couldn't take it. And then you're going to tell me, and then you're going to you're going to act like. Eh. Yeah. yeah, I lost it. Yeah. Where were you? What room do you remember? Room five. Oh yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. Pretty much all my shows are room five okay. after a while. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I knew it was time to leave comedy. I'm like, people, what rooms you doing? I'm like, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Just go to room, room five. five. Just hang out. Talk there. with Christian and Lou and Tom and Mark and Chip and have a drink and yeah. tell some jokes. Um, I always thought, though, that the ideal comedy mm-hmm. scene is someplace that it's like a fraternity of sorts. That someplace you just feel welcome. Yeah, uh, some place that's that has a nice little hangout spot. Like I always thought that the Laugh Factory, if they were to open up that top bar and make mm-hmm. it so that comics could hang out there and right. actually drink, that that top bar just had a small bar and you had a bartender mm-hmm. up there. Maybe if it was just Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, or something yeah. like that, right? That that would be the greatest hangout spot in LA because mm-hmm. you can be loud and obnoxious and not affect the show. Right, right. Which but is hard you can to, also shows, see yeah. the show mm-hmm. through the TVs or through the window. Yeah. That's why I think the Laugh Factory blew it now mm. because I, I, they, I love that I love that club. It's a little too well lit for my liking. Yeah, but I love that club. I love going up there. The audiences are always great. I just I, I love the idea of being able to hang out somewhere, and I want to be able to hang out at the Laugh Factory. But I yeah, I want to go. I like the improv, and I like the comedy store because you can drink and you can hang out. I love the Hollywood improv. That's the thing I miss most about leaving stand up. Um, yeah, but that was the room five, the white boy comedy shows, which is a Mark Franco production um, that we we're all part of that. Mm-hmm. When we we're at its peak, that's what it was working is. It was all of us, um, not just practicing on stage and I'm yeah. going to try this joke. We, we did our sets, we did our material, yeah. but we were a team who hung out every week and had a great time doing it, looking right. forward to it. And it was a sense of community. And on the nights when it was really, really, really working, the crowd felt that. Yeah. They knew there were a bunch of friends. Yeah. And um, because honestly, you know, like that's the beauty of the podcasts and mm-hmm. the beauty of, of comedy in, in the sense it's like, listen, improv doesn't work 99% of the time. Right. Okay. Sketch doesn't work 80% of the time. Right. I don't think. Okay. I agree. Um, fact. Fact. 
and in reality, the only person you have to trust in comedy is yourself a lot of times. True. But when you have a room full of guys, like me, you, Christian, Mark, hang out, just kind of riffing, mm-hmm. that's comedy at yeah. its finest. You, you, that's, that's what people want to see. That's where like a round table on a television show when they're Fascinating. all – Fascinating, yeah. It's, it's fantastic. I love that show, uh, Jerry Seinfeld's new show, Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee, it's because it's just that. You know, it's not to put on. It's pretty no. as real as you can get for setting up cameras and driving around. It's two dudes just hanging out, making jokes with one yeah. another and making fun of each other, yeah. grabbing ass and hanging out. Yeah. And and honestly, that's what that's what I love about hanging out with like my brother and some mm-hmm. of my buddies and all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff is, yeah, none of them are stand up comedians. But yeah. They all entertain the shit out of me. Yeah. And you come out here and that's like, again, I meet a, a guy like Paul who he and I mm-hmm. can entertain mm-hmm. each other. I meet when you meet those friends that are also in comedy and you can make each other laugh. Yeah. That's the more important part, because when you go up there and you're entertaining the masses. Yeah. You you want them to love you. You want them to accept you. But at the end of the day, if your fellow comic doesn't think you're any good, then fuck it. It's uh, it's yeah. The co- comedian respect is a big, uh, you yeah. know, the comics who don't have it. And we all kind of know some or this and that. And in some cases, they get maybe up a lot. Yeah, it, they, in they some hustle. cases, maybe it's not justified. Maybe it's a little jealousy at some point. But mm-hmm. but there's some that yeah that uh, for various reasons yeah it's weird. They're they're pariahs. Right. That name, the names come up and it's like, Ugh. yeah, yeah. And some of them have network TV show, shows, folks. The problem is, I think a lot too, is that mm-hmm. they forget a lot of times that they were once us. They were once yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, maybe. And uh, they go and they, instead of doing like a tight 20, they do yeah. an hour and bump three guys off a show. Oh, uh, that, that maybe aren't doing the improv again for two more weeks. Yeah. You know, I, I, um, oh, I don't want to say his name, but he's very tall. And uh, um, uh, hangs out with Dane Cook a lot, and he yeah. dropped by and did a show at the Hollywood Improv and bumped a lot of people. Yeah. Fine, all right, he, it's good, it's fun for the crowd. The crowd's sure. like, oh, I, I've seen that guy on the HBO show with Dane Cook in the tour bus, yeah. yeah. Um, and then he proceeds to do 35, 40 minutes, destroys our show, yeah. and doesn't do any new material. There's no rhyme or reason other than you just wanted to get up yep. and take control of our show take it away from people who deserve the time too. and the problem is too is that you're you're still waiting to go on and you don't want to get angry because you appreciate Mm -hmm. the success of certain people and you're Mm -hmm. like i understand i get it they paid their dues they can do this but there's also got to be like a i'm let me try some new stuff see if it works right and then go one of the nicest ones, uh, you know, if you do those kind of shows when you're uh, independently producing a show at the Hollywood Improv or right. at the Comedy Store and it's not part of the regular show, mm-hmm. that happens a lot. Drop in that and that's accepted and, and, and it's a good Sometimes thing. Sometimes welcome. Sometimes, absolutely, because the fans are like, I went to the White Boy Comedy Show and, and, and Michael Richards was there yeah. three weeks before he went to the Laugh Factory, Get by the way. Here. I got to bring him up hysterical. on stage and uh, he bombed. Really? Side, side note, he bombed and it was like... I love Michael, one of my heroes, yeah. and I got to bring him up on stage. And after two minutes, it was like this guy's not funny; he doesn't know how to be a stand-up. Three weeks later, that incident happened oh, at the God. Laugh Factory. And we were all like, "Yeah, that seems about right." He wouldn't know how to handle that. Side note, though, that side note: the Drew Carey yeah. um, dropped in one night, did about ten minutes, was about as apologetic as he could be to every one of the comics yeah. and the producer. Um, tried some, was trying some stuff out. Did ten minutes. Said he was going to do ten minutes. Did ten minutes and went and hung out in the bar with the fans. Yep. And and one of the nicest guys I've ever met in the business. Tosh did the same thing. Yeah. Tosh comes up. Uh, my buddy produces a Sunday show there. Yep. Right. It was a Sunday. Yep. And Tosh comes in, and you know, like as soon as he walks in, it's like a hush kind of, mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. he just got Tosh and he's blowing up. Yeah. 
and um, he he says to my buddy, he's like, you want if I go up and just do like 15? I got a couple things I want to try out. He's like, dude, you can do 20, whatever. He's like, no, nah, I just I just want 15. Did like 13. Right. And then he came off and he like shook and then hung out and said like, I'm sorry for bumping you, whatever, yada, yada, yada. Yeah. And it was just, I was like, you know what? He seems like an asshole, but he's hysterical. Yeah. And now I know he's just a really nice guy. That's it, good to it hear. work. I like that. I like to hear that. I like those stories just as much as uh, being catty. Yeah, exactly. You know, I, I maybe like that yeah. stuff more. I was there. Um, I I switched with someone. I was supposed to take the bullet one night, and I was like, someone's like, "Can I go first? Because I need to get out." I said, "Yeah, I'll go. I'll go second. So, uh, Chris Rock. I um, <laughs> excuse me. Take back. I ended up taking the bullet. I was like, "Yeah, I'll take the bullet." Yeah. And uh, she's like, "I have some friends. I have some friends coming." So she was going to go second. <laughs> so I took the bullet. Chris Rock comes up to do his Oscar material a week before the Oscar, and I was oh, like, Christ. "That was the best decision I made." <laughs> Because I did not have to follow that. Oh, that's incredible. Um, and, and I look, yeah, the, what you're talking about is what I miss about stand up, that community of, uh, of stand up. And that's what I think they're, uh, Christian and Mark are trying to create with Schmoville right now. I agree. Uh, you're the wild man. Yeah. How did that come about? Have you always been a wild man, class clown, or what's the story? Because, well, answer then I have a theory about you. Oh, okay. I not a theory, to, but I can't a, wait to hear that. Yeah, no, just an observation. Ah, uh, man. I, um, yeah, I've always been a loose cannon. Have you? Yeah, I mean, wild card. Wild card. I'm I'm yeah. the human wild card. Yeah, uh, I really am. I I just really enjoy life, and yeah. I don't. I never have thought before I've done anything, which is probably a bad thing. <laughs> in in certain sense, like I, I'm a very well thought out person. I like to think, but if somebody was like Macoos, that bridge is forty feet off the ground. Right. Can you do a backflip off it into that lake? I'm like, donezo. You right. know what I mean? And let's go do it. You're and, that guy. I'm a yes man. If you want to go do something fun, let's do something fun. I'm never going to be the one that's like, I don't know, that seems like a bad idea. Like, let's just wait till we're in the Turkish prison to, like, bite my head off. Okay? See, that's why you and I uh, would not have had uh, simpatico childhoods because I'm the one who's like, the rules state no. <laughs> no backflips off the bridge. Yeah, no. Um, I was, that's me. You know, I was the dude that, um, you know, I would get kicked out of German class all the time because I was, like, the one that would learn the German, the bad German words or learn sentences from German yeah. that I would, like, would not supposed to be saying, but I'm learning how I want to speak German. And I would, you know, my mother was a teacher, and she would get phone calls from the teachers because they have that, like, yeah. like line together. And yeah, like, it's a red teacher, phone line. Yeah, your son is insane. Uh, but I was a good student. I, you know, I was on student council, and I was, I was yeah. very responsible, and, and I succeeded in getting to college and doing all that stuff. But at the yeah. same time... That's a dichotomy of you that's very interesting, and this is my what I was hinting at is when I, upon first really meeting you with the Schmoes, and I knew, we we were tweeting back and forth at first. Yeah, you, that we was were the great. mad tweeters. Oh, I love that. I was like, that. Uh, oh, I met that Josh guy once and everything. When you came in, um, you're, you're sold as the wild man, and Christian sells you as the wild man, and right. you are the wild man. Um, because of my nature, I'm always very suspicious of wild people. Like, <laughs> what, what, how come they don't? How come they're not tethered to the the, the pole? Um, in getting to know you, yeah. uh, you are that side, very studious, smart, approach this like a business. So I'm very intrigued by the dichotomy, and that's yeah. probably why you're successful and only going to get more successful Thanks, is you're that. not the – I've always had the issues with the class clowns who mm -hmm. just are wrecking havoc to wreck havoc and have no concept of it, yeah. where you've got the concept of what you're doing, it seems. Yeah. Uh, I think um, that comes a lot from my dad. Uh, yeah. You know, my mom's the Italian mother that like worries about the sun coming up in the morning. Do you know what I mean? Clearly, she's... or kissing girls on a movie screen. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. Uh, she's uh, very um, uh, meta in a sense. Uh, she's very neurotic. In... She's upright citizens brigade meta, or just... <laughs> yeah. um, she uh, she doesn't understand what I do, and that's fine. Um, yeah, my dad gets it. 
But my dad is he's a wild man too, you know, but he knows okay. he knows when to turn it on and he knows when to turn it off. Right. And I think that's I'm like trying to learn more how to do that. Sure. Uh, but I've always been the kind of dude that um I love I love turning it on. I always say I've just I have this bit and I talk about the yeah. three guys that live in my head. There's Dave and Greg and they run the controls. Dave is he's a really nice guy. He's he's a sweet person. He's thoughtful. He sends people thank you cards, handwritten birthday cards, that kind of stuff. And then there's Greg and he's you know like he likes to have a drink with his buddies and he he likes the ladies and he puts the charm on and there's Chainsaw and Chainsaw comes in and he just wrecks everything. And Dave and Greg are hanging out and then whoa Chainsaw's here. <laughs> so when it's time to rev the chainsaw, I can rev the chainsaw with the best of them. So was that you at Maria Menounos' birthday that party? Chainsaw came out. Dave and Greg showed up at the beginning, talking, yeah. talking to the ladies, being nice, ordering some drinks, tapping the keg when the dude yeah. didn't know how to tap the keg, you know, yeah. uh, interacting with everybody. And then once that dance floor opened up, there's Chainsaw! <laughs> for, for those uh, Knapsack Files listeners who are not also Schmoes, no listeners, the quick backstory, we've become friends uh, uh, professionally with Maria Menounos and yeah. her boyfriend, Kevin Nagaro, um, through the podcast. And she is one of, the, again, one of the nicest people I've oh ever met God. in this industry. Incredible. Very sincere. Yeah. And as is Kevin. And so they invite the whole Schmoes, no crew to her birthday party. I, unfortunately, was out of town uh, or, or, or had something else going on, couldn't attend. Yeah. Um, all through the night, I'm seeing vines of you on the dance floor with Maria, number one. So, like, yeah. the 22 year old me is jealous of you. And then Derek Howe, Huff, what's Huff. it? Huff, Huff, Derek Howe. Huff, then Julianne uh, Huff, but yeah. Julianne, they deleted the Julianne. One. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, Derek Huff, who won Dancing with the Stars and is a professional dancer, and you're going toe to toe with him. <laughs> Not backing down because I don't know who he is. Yeah. I come off the floor but, and but Tiffany even was. Like, if, even if you did know, you'd yeah, be there. No, no, I didn't care. You'd be yeah. there. Uh, I like to crazy think, night. I told a girl the other day, um, I said, uh, if if weddings, if, if my medium was insanity, weddings would be my canvas, right? Because I just perform. Wait, was that in your play, Man man with Knife? <laughs> man. man of Knife? Knife man of Man. Knife featuring Spoon. Um, yeah, no, I, I, uh, I just love. Mm-hmm. I, I love I love social activities. I really like you know partying. I like hanging out with people. I I honestly really enjoy the human spirit. It sounds cheesy. It sounds lame, but I I just no. like being with people. That's um, that's what you quickly learn about uh, wild man Josh McCuga is you're really a sincerely nice guy who just thanks, wants man. to have a good time. Yeah. Um, this isn't a love fest here, you know. <laughs> uh, I wouldn't have you on if I hated you. Um, but even then, Bobby Finstock coming on. No, I'm kidding, Tom. <laughs> kidding, Tom. Um, but yeah, uh, uh, and it's when we were at Comic Con, and and um, that was my first experience at Comic Con, San Diego Comic Con, and it is what it is. It is yeah. a place to make business happen, and the mm-hmm. Schmoes crew did very good. But it was a three person team, so Christian and I were just kind of daydreaming about next year, but what our ultimate plans were. And I'm like, Makuga has to be here specifically to be the party guy, yeah, because that's the networking key, and I am not the guy. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh hi, you're Jon Snow. I'm going to sit in the corner. <laughs> I'm going to crush yeah. this Subway hey, si- sandwich. Hey, Simon Pegg from afar. <laughs> and uh, I'm like, no, it would be smart business to have Josh McCuga as the party man. I appreciate that. I'm a party. I one time was at a um, a family. It was like a family friend's wedding. Mm-hmm. Right. So not many of the those people at the wedding knew me. Do you right. know what I mean? It wasn't like. Yeah. A, yeah. I wasn't in the wedding. It wasn't like your hometown where they're erecting signs for your horror movie. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Plasterhead. It's still above my Plasterhead. Home of Josh McCuga from Plasterhead. <laughs> right next to like Boys State Championship Cross Country 1989. So, uh, Skeet shootings. <laughs> 1971 to 74. Oh, that's incredible. Champions. 
So uh, I was at a wedding and mm-hmm. this woman comes up to me and she was like, are you part of like a company that like starts the dance floor? Like, and I was like, <laughs> nope, just having a good time out here, my lady. But hold the phone. That's a business opportunity. <laughs> hey, yo. Yeah. Um, do, you like, do you like weddings? I love weddings. You just don't want to have one. I don't. I don't want to. You really don't want to get married, huh? No. Uh, I don't. I don't I, we've talked about this. We've talked. I don't myself, though I will reserve the right to change my mind. Okay. Um, but you seem pretty solid. I um, I'll tell you what. Uh, let's I, get I, real. Let's Josh, get real for a second. I listened to Bill Burr the other day. Uh, right, Bill Burr, he's yeah. he's my idol. Yeah, uh, he was the reason I was living in New York, and he was the reason I wanted to start doing stand up. I saw his first HBO special, and I was like, I can do. I want to do this. smart man to follow. This is what I want. Absolutely. To do. Uh, he might be a little bit angrier than me. He is angry, but I, I he and I have same views. And gotcha. He was, and he was making a point. He was at the comedy store like a, a month or so ago, and he made this point about weddings and divorce, mm-hmm. and. It was all about, you know, it was more angry, but more about, like, why does the woman get all the money? Like, how do, why does she use this lifestyle? This is bullshit. Why would I get mm-hmm. married? Why would I sign over my life knowing full well that this might end? I'm I'm in love with – he's in love with his girlfriend. I'm in love with my girlfriend. But if something happens in marriage sometimes, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden, because we have this piece of paper, you're entitled. Just fucking get a job. Like, you're not entitled to a certain – like, I'm not entitled to your fucking money. Why are you entitled to my fucking money? Right. Kind of a thing. Right? And it's not about money, really. It's not. My parents have been married. 40 fucking years I mean they've been right, married right. a long time and I and my brother's well, married yeah. and I grew up with a great family uh, I, I don't I mean it's, in, it's they're gonna fight they're two Italian sure, people sure, sure, yeah. and it's, it is what it is and I'd love to hear your opinion on this yeah. too, because you know we have this similar point of view yeah. it's uh, I am very <laughs> I love the ladies <laughs> I love the ladies kid. Uh, I've seen this in, in play not <laughs> I, not literally I'm a, I'm a very but, flirtatious person yeah uh, I may not like I don't have to have sex with everybody mm-hmm. but I can't a girl can't deal with me mm. the wild man side of right. things chainsaw yeah. or is it Gregory the chainsaw Chains- Greg's up there Greg's he's up hanging there. out like, he's being charming but David's chains- a good boyfriend but chainsaw <laughs> chainsaw because you know girls see me they see a, the, a nice person Mm-hmm. And, and a great personality. And, and by the way, you're a good-looking man. I know you don't want to say it, but I, you're a good-looking man. Can I'm average. I'm do. dropping things. I'm nervous <laughs> around you. So, uh, but they see they see me as a project. I think. And when they and when they find out that I don't want to get married, you're it becomes, a wild stallion roaming the plains. Saddle him up. We can tame him. We can tame him. And I and I always say, and and my brother's like, dude, you're never going to meet a girl and settle down. I was like, but that's okay. Mm-hmm. It's. I'm okay with that. Nobody yeah. else in my family is. There's a lot of, okay. I um, get that. There's a ton of familial pressure on me because I come from a very traditional family, mm-hmm. very Catholic, mm-hmm. very everything. Uh, my mom and dad have been married 40 years. My brother's very happily married with two kids. All my, right. like, my cousins are married. All my aunts and uncles are still married. Like, there yeah. was one person that got divorced in my family, and everybody was like, Did you hear that? He's done. He's, He's done. not in the family anymore. He's out. Okay. Don't invite him to things. He gave up. And I feel- Delete the pictures from Friendster. <laughs> He'll never be a Friendster. My family just runs a family blog on Friendster. So I, I'm i very flirtatious. Uh, I would have a very – I have a lot of trouble with monogamy. Mm-hmm. Not that I'm like into cheating. I just have a lot of trouble with it. Okay. Um, I love I love just being very – I'm a very independent person. Alonzo yeah. Bowden once said mm-hmm. on stage, he's like, I'm not alone. I'm by myself. Which totally. I really liked that. And totally, I'm okay. I, I'm okay. I can do what, what I want. Mm-hmm. Um, 
the comedy lifestyle, the lifestyle I've chosen to live, mm-hmm. we've chosen to live, yeah. is not really conducive to the relationship. It's not conducive for working for the weekends, as I call it. Really? Uh, I have a friend, uh, a great friend, one of my longest friends, 20 years now. We had a long separation, um, uh, got back together as friends. And um, his number one goal, because my number one goal is a good job, a wife, and a barbecue on a Sunday watching football with my kids. And I'm like, that's great for you. Sure, that's fine. That sounds horrible for me. Awful. Yeah. I can't think of anything worse. Not yeah. worse. I mean, there's a lot of things worse, but I'm just like in, in my in, Absolutely. It's personal life, life dreams and that kind of, that's just not for me. Yeah. And, like, and, and you said, when you said like, you're okay with that, other people maybe aren't. And it, I find that some people aren't for me. Sure. And I, I have friends and in this town, you find a lot of people who don't want kids. That's, that's not abnormal. No. And other people react like, oh, but don't you? No, no, that's what you want, and that's good. I'm not taking I'm it not away from you. It. Yeah, and I, my parents still, forty years c- yeah. coming up on on marriage, and, and it's and a beautiful thing. I don't look, view it as a bad thing. I don't view it as a bad thing. Mm-hmm. Just not for me, and at least not now. And I, I know a lot of people think uh, too. I'm 37 now. I know a lot of friends who started marriages and and childs childs produced childs. <laughs> they spit out some of them. Childs. A long day for me. Um, Child, in, in their in their early to mid 40s. Right. And who are one friend's coming up on fifty? Just had his first child. Uh, well, my uncle has a friend that was sixty-seven yeah. at his first kid. Yeah, I don't. I That's maybe don't want to do that. Yeah, but uh, still, fifties my cutoff maybe. But I'm so I don't look at it as abnormal. No, and I appreciate that. Mm. I I can remember the moment, and I, I will be mm. honest with you. Sometimes when I hear people think, I'm like. There, there's somebody out there that gets me, and it's Ken Napsack. <laughs> really, because it was it was in passing. We're we an were odd talking. pairing, then. Yeah, we are. We yeah. are. Uh, I, it's a kindred spirit kind of thing. Cause yeah, we met, and then we separated for a bit. Yeah, and then we came through via Twitter. Yeah, to the Schmoes No podcast. And I, I do want to say it's a Schmoes No love story. It's a, it is. I, I appreciate you. I don't know how much you know how much I appreciate you, but I, I appreciate you. Thank you. Um, and I, we were sit, we were talking about your grounding story. And, yeah, and we don't have to bring it up. I, I, I will, when you come on between the sheets, we're going to talk about Absolutely. it. Absolutely, let's do it. Um, because I think it's an amazing story. And when I said to you, I don't want a wife or kids, and you like without even reacting said, "Yeah, me too." And I'm yeah. like, God. Damn it! Is yeah. this kid my brother? Because he's my long lost brother. Maybe. And I, again, I, I get the same shit, Ken. I get mm-hmm. this. Mm-hmm. You would be such a great dad, and I'm like, I know that I would be a fine dad. Me too. Because I'm a responsible individual. Yeah. That doesn't mean I have to be. Right. That's yeah. I think that there's a lot of dads out there that shouldn't be. Absolutely. A ton of them. A lot okay. of people shouldn't be married. A lot of people, gay or straight, I don't care. Sure, marriage that that's that's never been an issue with me because I know you know a lot gay, more. You married and have kids. I know a lot sure. more gay men. I'd rather have raised my child than, than some of the straight people I've I'm, seen out there. You're All right, hundred percent correct. All right, a lot more caring. They teach them cleanliness. Okay, <laughs> whatever yeah. stereotype you want to throw on it, but <laughs> yeah. even just just as people, as just people, agreed. That's agreed. why I can't get behind the anti anti gay thing, despite maybe some of my uh, political and, and religious upbringing. Sure. sure. Um, because I'm just like it doesn't make sense. Have yeah. you met some of these gay people? Great humans, absolutely. Raise my children, because I, I don't want them. That's what. <laughs> uh, honey, we're gonna have the kid, but we're gonna give them to Terry and Christopher, who live down the hall. Uh, they seem like way better parents than we'll ever Absolutely. Be. Yeah. Uh, I I get that all the time, and um, I think I I know for a fact that my mother feels like it's her fault that I don't want kids. And, uh, I, and I had to sit her down the last time I talked to her and say, Mom, listen, 
Mm-hmm. I love you to death, and it's mm-hmm. not your fault that I don't want to get married and I don't want to have kids. You did nothing wrong. Right. This is this. I'm just programmed this way. Yeah, I am. I I was born this way. I'm like, bo- I'm like a Lady Gaga song. <laughs> I'm born this way. I'm not gay. I'm just really into not being married. Um, and I, again, you know, yeah. I've I guess, and this is going to sound terrible to a point, but I'm I'm sort of sexually jaded. Okay, I had a lot of sex. Uh, in my life and a lot of it has been insane uh and i'm i keep it's like i keep it's it's sort of like indiana jones and i just keep looking for that next artifact to put in a museum um i put in some movie put some put some movie I, in here we're gonna schmoes we gotta I, put a uh, movie action in wow. here uh, yeah and i don't mm. um and i don't feel like i told my dad this the other mm-hmm. day because uh, mm-hmm. i called him after my my ex and the whole thing happened yeah, yeah. um I, I called him and I told him what went down and he's like, listen, I tell you this all the time. There's a lot of fish in the sea and I know you've been with a lot of fish, yeah. a lot of seas. Um, he's like, you're 31 years old. Yeah. You have, you have the whole, go and do this. Yeah. So when you're old and creepy, you can look back fondly on the fact that you did get a lot of girls t- to right. be in your bed that you did. Okay. It's, I'm, don't tell your mother I'm saying this. And my dad is very Catholic. And Yeah, I yeah. I was going to say, but you I said think, you had a very kind of strict Catholic upbringing. Yeah, yeah a yeah. very strict Catholic upbringing. But my dad, I think that's the one thing in the Catholic Church that he doesn't agree with. Okay. Like, I don't think he agrees with the contraception thing. I don't sure. think he agrees with the whole uh, priest shouldn't be able to get married thing. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. I, my dad's a realist in a sense that he believes in God. He's a very spiritual person. He's very mm-hmm. Catholic. He wants you to be, a, mm-hmm. you know, a... Uh, he wants you to be a good person, and that's what every yeah, religion yeah. teaches. And I'm just, I'm just trying to be a good person for what I can be. Right. And I don't think that getting married makes me normal. Like, I don't think mm-hmm. getting married is like I have to get married to be like everybody else. Yeah, I, I see. Um, what over the year in high school, I remember I told one of my friends, uh, I don't know if I want to get married. And at the time, I probably it was a lie. Um, and he looks at me, stops. My friend Chris McNeil, who's been key to my life in many ways in this type of type of vain he mm-hmm. looks at me and goes marriage is written all over your face you're gonna be the first of our group to get married uh, i'm now the last yeah um but he's also kind of in the same boat but at the time he, i had he was right it wasn't sure. a bad it wasn't a bad read of who i was yeah. since i've changed one of the stuff that changed is uh, uh i fell in love with someone and, and it was not even close to working out and then when it when it ended uh and that's it, the hardest part it too. Was, I, I i took it bad but then i kind of looked around and was like Oh, there's other people out there, mm-hmm. and I don't know if I necessarily believe in in one soul. I, I can buy into the concept, and I've mm-hmm. seen great partnerships work out. Um, but I've also seen a lot of people get married because it's just the thing to do next, mm-hmm. and then after that, they're gonna move on to. Well, I guess we have to have kids, right? Or right. should we buy the house before we have the kids? There's um, a lot. There's a lot of financial yeah. pressure that comes along with it. Yeah, right? yeah. There's a lot of um. There's a lot of societal pressure. Like, you know, yeah. you got to put your kids in the best school. If you yeah. don't put them in the best school, you're a failure as a father. You got to get your kids to do this or you're a failure. You got to get your kids to do this. Yeah. And again, listen, I have a beautiful niece and nephew and I love them to death. But at the mm-hmm. end of the day, I'm very glad that they're not my children, that I have this responsibility. Yeah. I don't know. I, again, this it, like, boy, let's just boil it down to lowest common denominator for me. I don't think I have the patience for children. I really yeah. don't. And I've struggled my whole life to get to a point where, you know, I may start making some money. Mm-hmm. I want to do some things that I didn't get to do when I was well, younger. Uh, and and in our line of work, um, mm-hmm. I'm unsettled at 37, still not near my quote unquote goals. My mm-hmm. goals have changed over the years. I've I've struggled with failure in other areas. I'm we just, all have. We all have. And um, 
my same friend who he lives a block away. Uh, one of our great friends, Jamie Kaler, friend of the Schmoville oh, yeah. family. Uh, he just had his first kid. He's he's coming up on, on fifty. Mm-hmm. Uh, he told us all. He's like, guys, you don't hit your stride till you're like forty two. Yeah. In, in in terms of your career, and some yet yeah, happens earlier for some other people, but overall, just some and, and he it. he was successful on TV shows. Uh, you know, had a, a, a great career already. And he was like, I'm just hitting my stride. Right. So there's this this thought of um, I'm not where I need to be yet. And maybe one day I'll look around and go, now I'm ready. Yeah. Maybe, it, maybe that will happen. I leave that door open. But until then, when I'm alone on a Friday night, I'm like, this is great. Yeah. Isn't watch. it? Yeah. Is it the, the times that you get to spend just by yourself? Again, the Alonzo yeah. Bowden quote. Just by, just by yourself. That's exactly I, what it means to me. I love it. I love yeah. it. Uh, and again... I love being around people and I love mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. But sometimes at the end of the day, I just want to go watch an episode of Lost on Netflix and be by myself. Okay. You know, yeah. I just, I, I really, I know what I like mm-hmm. and I know what I don't like. Yeah. And I'm, I'm not like so set in my ways that I'm, again, you say right. you have the right to reserve. Yeah. Right. right to get married. Sure. Mm-hmm. Maybe someday you can think that. And I'm yeah. not going to, like, Maybe someday some girl crazy sweeps me off my feet, and I and I sure. think I should do this because it's the right thing to do, and it feels right, and everything's right. perfect, and yada yada yada. Maybe not. Right. I'm not actively searching that. Uh, right. And 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 you know I don't want kids, and I right. know that's going to be a deal breaker for a lot of people. For a lot of even when they say at first it's not. Yeah. It's not a problem. Yeah, I started doing this uh, bit on stage. I don't know if it's it's gotten pretty good reviews. It's like. I'm just waiting for those women to get divorced around 37, 38 mm. so that I can be like that de- that dude that's ruining their young son's life. <laughs> oh, the guy shows up in a Corvette and he's wearing a leather jacket taking my mom on a date. What an ass. got a scarf flapping in the wind. <laughs> it's yep. the wild man. Yeah, that's what my license plate says. <laughs> yep. That's that is a sitcom. I just pitched it. You're co-creator, star. Absolutely. Let's sell it. Let's do it. I love wild it. Man. <laughs> wild man. Put it in the Schmoes No Banner. Well, I think we, uh, and again, uh, I've seen a lot of my friends are married with kids, are are good Christian. It totally works. And he makes it work. And it has not curtailed his creative career. But I've seen, one time my mom's trying to prove a point. I was maybe 23, 24. Mm -hmm. We were at a family gathering. And um, my uh, aunt and uncle, it was my aunt's brother, but I don't quite know what that means. Relation was 10th cousin. I don't know. He was an an actor and done the Hollywood thing. He actually was cast in Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure as uh, Keanu's part. And Keanu came in the last minute like we found a new guy. He was kind of like a, a near miss story, oh. but he was still working and everything. And okay. she goes, she goes, Bart, Bart, tell Ken it's okay to get married and have kids and still have a Holly, Hollywood career. And he looks at me and goes, "Don't do it." Ah! And my mom's like, "Stop what? it! Stop it! Stop it!" He's See? like, "Don't do it." That's perfect. Yeah, that's perfect. Uh, so I've learned then. Anyways, um, I, I mean, I enjoy that stuff, and I, uh, yeah. I and I enjoy that you and I are on the same page to a certain extent. And, and yeah. again, I appreciate. I appreciate that. You'll, you'll get the invite to my wedding. Should have, it didn't happen, unfortunately. No. Um, we'll just celebrate our domestic yeah, partnership in 10 years. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> They'll be like, hey, give our kid to uh, Josh and Ken. They're such a good couple. Um, we just went gay to get our mothers off our back. <laughs> Mom, I'm gay now. I can't have kids. Oh, boy. Um, and you mentioned between the sheets. I want to talk about that and not, not what you're talking about with your father uh, and you telling your dad and you like to have a lot of sex. I'm yeah. just saying uh, between the seat sheets is um, a show you do now in your house. Well, yeah. That's going to be, but it's also still been a do live st- show. You still do live show. Once so a month. so it is basically a talk show, right? Yep. 
It's a talk show. Uh, basically, I have two dreams in my career. My gotcha. career goals. I my first dream is to be a mm-hmm. talk show host mm-hmm. of some sort. Um, I would love to do my own kind of format, no monologue at the top, mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. come out and do like a comedic roundtable, not like Byron Allen or something like that. Yeah. Not, to, that not to make fun of that or anything like that. Sorry, that noise you hear, it's Christian Harloff trying to call in. Get out of here. Yeah. That's why the interference. Sorry. <laughs> um, so I would love to have my own talk show where I bring on celebrities, comics, personalities, yeah. whatever, uh, to you know a certain extent, a variety show, but... I don't know, just me interacting mm-hmm. with people, getting to know people. Yeah. Not no pre-interview, no nothing. I don't really yeah, want yeah. that. Uh, that we just like have a roundtable about some subjects here and there. Not not so much Chelsea Hill. Again, my own kind of format. You just you want your version of it. Yeah, exactly. I totally get that. Yeah. Or I just I'd love to be a game show host. That's like yeah, a dream yeah. of mine. I think my strength is in, in interacting with people, Middle America, whoever. Yeah. Wheel of Fortune. I mean, I'd love Alex Trebek's job. Something like that. You know, I host a, a weekly quiz show. I love yeah. asking people questions. I DVR Jeopardy. I'm probably like one of few people out there yeah. in Los Angeles at my age that DVRs Jeopardy. I get it. Um, I, lo- I mean, you know, my mom and I, every day, we'd eat dinner at 6.30, mm-hmm. and then we watch Jeopardy at 7. <laughs> that was it. I'd get home from some practice, we'd eat, and we'd watch Jeopardy. And that was right. our thing. And my mom and I still talk about Jeopardy, and we love it. Uh, those are my two dreams in life. So... Mm-hmm. You can't out here now. I think you you got to take the bull by the horns to do the yeah. Ben Stiller in that painting and dodgeball. Yes. So I just said, you know what? I'm just going to do a live talk show. I'm going to bring up mm-hmm. stand ups. They're going to do their act, and yeah. then they're going to sit down on the couch. And we're going to talk about sex and relationships and inappropriate topics and whatever. Because yeah. to be honest with you, yeah, it might be inappropriate humor to some, but to the masses, they fucking love it. Yeah, people love talking about sex and inappropriate <laughs> subjects and in uncomfortable situations. It's a good business model. Yeah. And it, I tell you what, we've done it about a year and a half now, mm. and people have loved it. We've mm. got, I mean, we've sold out most shows. Yeah. Um, our next one's August 23rd at the M Bar. Um, okay. And it's it's a sexy venue that's like perfect for the show. Yeah, and it's kind of a bordello vibe in exactly. there. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and I basically just built a sound stage in my apartment. I just like, yeah. built it into my ceiling so I can hang lights and mics. And I built the set, like I have the set now in mm-hmm. my apartment. And I bring on personalities that aren't stand-ups. Yeah. Some stand-ups, some not. Not to do their act, but to basically just sit down and talk for 30 minutes. Yeah. And we released the long form on YouTube. We, ha- we have backlogged 20 episodes now, so okay. we're going to start releasing them on YouTube. Listen, if you don't watch the full 30 minutes, you don't have to watch the full 30 minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Watch what you want to watch. You can fast forward, whatever. But it's just me talking about sex and relationships. We do like a rapid fire round mm-hmm. at the end. And it's, I mean, I love it. Yeah. And I love that the fact that I've basically been able to create my own talk show I brought in a producer mm-hmm. I brought in a camera operator I, I make my own talk show and yeah. until somebody actually is paying me to do it or yeah. puts it on TV I have my I have my medium where I can talk it's, and do it is thing. the do it yourself Hollywood age and this is a theme I come uh, talk about on my show a lot last week I had uh, Scott Tomaso on who's a producer works in a lot of reality TV but he does a lot of stuff in his in his house for mm-hmm. the, his passion projects that eventually will go somewhere because if you right. put your passion into something I believe in that um, so it's good yeah and it's again but it's key you're going all out mm-hmm. you're you have to do it right and and, and um you know there's some people probably like oh, i'm gonna yeah i'll record something in my room and the yeah. lighting's bad and sure. everything people want to you know if your direction if you want it on tv they need to see the product so but but you're going all out and all in and oh, that's yeah. how it's gonna has to be yeah. and how, how it will work and it's um it's just a matter of uh you know i like to think time upload you know volume of upload mm-hmm. um you know see if we can't we're just going to do once a week to start, yeah. and um, I mean, I just love the idea of me being able to kind of get my voice out there in a way yeah. that, that um, you know, that, yeah, obviously it's been done before. It's not like I'm reinventing the wheel here. Yeah. 
it's it's but it's mine you don't yeah i i find look, I, I joke i constantly joke about uh, hey I, I i just started this podcast thing have you heard about it <laughs> uh, i'm six years too late on doing this but it was an i, I want my slice of the pie and you it might sure be do. a crumble but i it's something i'm putting out there because uh, my broadcasting background and, and interests so that's what you're doing yeah who cares if there's been 10 million other talk shows it doesn't matter right it, this is josh mccougas talk show exactly exactly uh, that's good and i love being you know i love being on threes too much i love mm-hmm. being on schmoes and i again love being on here i love doing this yeah just talking making jokes just learning just life talking lessons, around and talking about talking bread about and knives and put it out there for the world to listen to yeah I'm an open book. I'm an open book. You are a very open book. I don't. I don't. I keep one thing in it's reserve. Got, and I'm not going to tell anybody about it. It's where the, the Ark of the Covenant currently is. Um, yeah, just you know, I I don't think that uh, I know. There's a lot of celebrities out there that are very private people. I know there's mm-hmm. just a lot of people out there that are very private people. Yeah, I'm not one of them, and I don't care to be one of them. And yeah. I, I'm not. I've always been very. When I was had my radio show back in when I started my career, uh, if if we ex- experienced something the night before, me and my my uh, co-hosting partner, we were good friends from high school, so we'd go out and have dinner. And if something happened the next morning, we'd be talking about Absolutely, it. Absolutely, as um, you should. Um, what I have discovered, the only thing that's kind of changed that is as the. Uh, I'm I'm I am uh, on an A to F level celebrity. I'm a negative. I'm double XX. I'm that back row at the at the Hollywood. Well, you're not Bowl. triple X, can you? No, no, triple definitely X. not triple X. That's you. But um, <laughs> but we through Schmoes now we have some fans now who, who I love and yeah. and uh, um, are are rabid and passionate. But uh, there's Great some times people. where it bleeds over into like I've accepted a lot of friendships on Facebook and I've stopped that now because I might put something up with my niece. You know, yeah. Here's my one one year old niece and I get like comments. Oh yeah. And it's it's all positive stuff, sure. nothing negative. But I'm like, I don't know if I want them to see that. Right. But that's been only a recent change. I'm like mm-hmm. you too. You want to talk about it? Let's talk about it. Yeah. That gets you in trouble though, right? Absolutely does. <laughs> it gets me in a lot of trouble. I I don't – I guess my filter is non-existent mm-hmm. as, as mm-hmm. I found mm-hmm. out. And I don't know if that if there's something wrong with that or – like, you know, I'm honest on stage. I'm honest in these yeah. things. And I, and I think that, you know, people know you're fake. Yeah. I'm not going to go out there and start talking about things that I haven't done or that I'm not doing right. or whatever. I want you to know who I am. I'm yeah. not, you know, yeah, I'm the wild man, but I'm also a human being. You know? You're also I'm, David and Gregory and yeah, Chainsaw. It's, it's a great way to put it there. Yeah. Um, do you, Anything you've ever said that you maybe regretted, something that maybe caused relationship problems or family problems or just <laughs> gotten you fired? I don't know. <laughs> well... I, when I first graduated college, I did have an office job for two months, okay. right? I was at a, a commercial construction agency or a commercial construction company in New York, right? right. And uh, my parents are proud. I got this job out of college. It was paying okay. I mean, I'm living in New York. I'm in a negative income bracket mm-hmm. as is. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, first biz, like first office happy hour, Chainsaw came out. Yeah. And uh, I couldn't get out of that hole. I had to quit that job. And I knew that it wasn't for me. I was miserable. I, but yeah. Office Chainsaw comes out. I, I think, you know, on Three is Too Much, I've said a couple of things when I was with girls that yeah. uh, that that definitely got me in a couple fights. Sure. And you have to – I think there is a certain level of maybe honesty or mm. uh, respect. Not It's not respect because I respect every every woman I've ever been yeah. with except for that one bro. Yeah. She was a little Um It's a certain level of – you know what I do. You Mm -hmm. know who I am. You know that I'm a public figure to a point. Right. Um, 
and then I'm going to say things that maybe bleed over into our personal life. You need to kind of set a boundary there for me because if you don't, wild chainsaws coming out. But 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 what you're saying is though, and it's good. To, it's the mature answer is look. Yeah, I might need some boundaries. Go ahead and tell me, and, yeah. and I will respect that. Sure. But until then, it's all I've game. been with girls where I've told jokes about them on stage, and they yeah. loved it. Right, they right, right, for right, right. It. And then I had a, a girl who I made a joke about her on stage and then on a podcast and she freaked out. Yeah. Like freaked out. And I said, you know, you know me. Right. You've known me for a long time. I, you know that this might come up. Right. I am sorry. I apologize. But you can't crucify me for this. It's not. Right. I get that. I get that. No, you're, you're answering the question well, well yeah. Josh. You're, you're, you're not some disrespectful jerk who's like, I'm going to talk like, about anything no matter what you think. Yeah. You, you definitely know that you, you, you could hurt feelings maybe, but you, what you're saying is work with me a little bit because right. chainsaw's inside. Chainsaw's coming out. It's like iron zeroing and Sharknado. <laughs> that chainsaw might come out. I mean, you know, you a girl. I did. I'm not like cheating, but when she sees the videos from Maria Menounos' birthday party, yeah. obviously there's a sense of like, what the fuck happened? Right, right, night? right, right. Because she's there a, was a lot of questions that night <laughs> when someone ends up in jail. Yes, yes. I mean, I remember going over after that dance off, and the bartender saying to me, he was like, he's like, man. I don't know who you are, but you're, like, you're the number one celebrity at this party. And I was like, yeah. what the fuck are you talking about? Give me a shot of a drone. <laughs> you know? Manunos loved you. It's uh, like, this guy's the only one who's doing it right. Yeah. yeah. All and, in, uh, baby. Julianne Huff, I, I swear, if I hadn't, I just drank like two more, two too many mm. shots of Patron. Mm. If Julianne, I think I could have made out with her. <laughs> I really do. If that would have been like a life goal, I don't, you know, she's just so she, cute. Yeah, no, absolutely. She was like, she was in my face. We were dancing so like Havana yeah. Nights dirty dancing. And I was sweating and I like kissed her neck and she loved it. She was like flipping her hair around. I was like, I'm, yeah. this is happening. Yeah. And I went over to Christian. It was like, Mickey cut me. You cut know, he's like, get back in there. You're doing work. This is what I brought you on the Schmoes No podcast for. And I was like, all right. And then what happened? Are people get involved? Uh, she went in her corner and they're like, get away from him. He is not who you're supposed <laughs> to be with. Okay. There are people taking pictures here yeah. tonight and this sweaty mess is not who you should be with. You're uh, contracted to be with someone else this year. Yeah, yeah. With right. he and yeah, your secret, yeah. yeah, your Seacrest contract ran out. <laughs> that would not be awesome if that was, that was how you got girls. You're like, oh, you have to sign a contract. Gotcha. You well, nine months. You know. Some cases that might be true, hey. allegedly. Um, so, uh, what can we expect from the wild man in the uh, coming months here, man? In in and out of Schmoville. I would. I'll tell you what. I would really love to keep doing Wild Man TV because I love doing that. Yeah, for yeah. the show, I'd like to start. You know, uh, I would love for you know Schmoes to get some sort of investor involved, and we all start yeah. getting paid and, um, yeah, and working start, things and yeah. getting growing the brand exactly. Because yeah. uh, I really do believe in it, and I think we have like we talked about. I think we have a great thing going on. Yeah, we do. With everybody in the room, Tiffany and, and Christian and Mark and me and you and Riley and, and Josh mm. the intern. I mean, we, there is a lot of good people that are yeah. that are working towards a goal with this thing. Mm. And um, I, I mean, it's been a, it's been a tr really an honor to be involved mm -hmm. in mm -hmm. it. Uh, I'd love to really be um, like to do more of the red carpets, to do more of the one on one yeah. interviews and that kind of stuff because I think Mark and Christian have a um, a certain duty, and it's mm. and it's being honest with the fans and the reviews yeah. and, and giving their honest opinions. And a lot of times that doesn't work well with interviewing celebrities. Oh yeah. Right. Exactly. So I think that's why they use me because I'm, I'm the obvious, uh, you're going to go make it fun. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, I'm, you know, I don't ask the kind of questions like, so what kind of lighting did you do? I like asking the insane stuff. I like, yeah. 
you know, doing rapid fire questions. I, you know, I mm-hmm. like that, you know, we're on that red carpet for the Saturn Awards and Clark Gregg was like, I get, I, you have three questions for Clark Gregg. And one yeah. woman, because there was like three or four people and he was at the, it was the end of the line because, you know, it was our first red carpet and whatever. And um, he like asked this and they asked this about the movie. And I was like, give us a line as uh, as, as uh, Coulson, as Agent Coulson, but in Shakespearean. And like the crowd lost it because they done must just done much to do about nothing. And so he delivered it. And this woman was like, she was like, who do you work for? And I was like, you know, schmoesno.com, schmoesno podcast. And she was like, are you, a, what do you do? And I was like, I ask stupid questions like that. I'm the wild man. <laughs> Tis my name. Um, I would love to, keep, I would love to write like a daily article making fun of like TV headlines. Gotcha. You know, uh, I would love to, you know, get paid to do that. I always loved writing the boob stuff. Yeah. Um, I, I really do enjoy writing for the website. I think that there's some sort of crossover that we're doing. Mm-hmm. That's, um, and I've said to Christian and I've said to Mark yeah. about this that I, I think that our podcast and soon to be show, mm-hmm, I would think, mm-hmm. is going to be a launching pad for a lot of careers. Yeah. People like, do you remember when you did Schmoes for the first time? Right. Sort of like, do you remember when you did The Tonight Show for the first time mm-hmm. kind of thing? Where we bring on celebrities and we bring on maybe up and comers or whatever. Yeah. And we're, we're, I, 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 we're this crossover brand between yeah. what Comic Con used to be. Right. Right. And the, the high school locker room that the nerds that were here couldn't hang out with. And they're right. merging like what Comic-Con yeah. has actually done in the last 10 years. Mm-hmm. We're doing on our show because yeah. we have the personalities. We're all, you know, good looking and yeah. charismatic and funny. And when celebrities come in our presence in this, I mean, listen, it's ju- it, it goes to show you how much how great it is that mm. the fact that not only has Maria Menounos come on once, mm. twice, but invited us to her birthday party. Yeah. Well, pe- yeah, people, um, you know, when we're doing press and we're getting bigger, bigger uh, names and it's growing and it's going to get bigger. Mm-hmm. But um, uh, they're um, suspicious at first because mm-hmm. it's press. Mm-hmm. And then they kind of catch the vibe and you see it happen. Oh, yeah. We saw it with Maria's boyfriend, and Kevin. we saw it with Stephen Bauer. And Bauer. Oh, Bauer was great. Mm-hmm. And, and Lucas Till over the phone, he was quick and right away, but yep. he picked it up. But you saw it with Kevin particularly because he's sitting there like, oh, I know I know, Maria likes them. And all of a sudden you saw him just kind of like, ah, oh, I get it. Yeah. And it, and it's it, it, and it's Stern like Stern's yeah. the granddaddy of doing that, sure. um, coming in and not and getting something else out of the celebrities. Correct. And uh, that's what I think we're doing with that yeah. thing. And that's only a small a, portion of it, really. A, I know, and it's very organic. I, yeah. is what I like about it. We just throw a beer, a Magic Hat Brewing Company beer in their hands, <laughs> and they're out, they're off to go. Yeah. Um, so a lot more to come from Schmoville, from Schmo's No. A lot more to yeah. come from Josh Makuga. When when can we um, expect uh, Between the Sheets to start hitting regularly on YouTube? Uh, I think we're going to release Monday, August 21st. We're going to release our first episode. And okay. I think it's going to be with Mark Ellis. Outstanding. Our first episode. Good and, choice. And, and I, we talked about this before we went on air. Yeah. But we need to do a crossover. Yes. And I, and I want to get more into the Ken Knapsack that I don't know. The pre-schmoes, <laughs> the pre... I want to get into some of the relationships. Okay. I want to get into that Let's kind of stuff. Let's do it. I'm uh, an open book, too, to yeah. a fault. And, uh, and I do... Honestly, I said it before. I'll say it again. I appreciate you. I think you're oh. a fantastic person. Thanks, and thank buddy. you for having me on here. And I love talking to you. Absolutely. And uh, go, f- folks, do yourself a favor and go check the Casual Mafia site. They can still get all yeah, that yeah. stuff, That's right? All still on there. And you're going you're gonna to see what we were talking about earlier. And follow Josh Makuga on Twitter at Josh Makuga. The last name is M A C U G A. Got it. It's it's spelled a, like it sounds. Yeah, it's a, but at the same time, it's like I, I a couple times have been like A M A Q. <laughs> Q? 
But I have I have the worst last name for that in the world too. M A C O O G A. Yeah, Macuga. Josh Macuga at Josh Macuga on Twitter. Follow at Schmoes. No, follow us, uh, the Knapsack Files on Facebook. Uh, not Twitter yet. I'm fighting that urge. I don't want to do that. But uh, follow me, Cosban K O Z P A N. Subscribe on iTunes. Write and review, please. That's how this works. Find us on Stitcher. And do you know the, how long it took me to figure out that Cosban was Knapsack Files? Oh, really? Like it took like four weeks ago. I was yeah, like, really? Ah! I've, I've had I've had people tweet me that oh it, yeah. it's like a family code yeah my awesome. late uncle Nick uh, used to always use it with me you know yeah, okay. uh, um, that's that that's so funny. now you know all my ATM passwords I do. Um, <laughs> no so that's that uh, follow us uh, like I said on iTunes Stitcher and also on the Toad Hop Network 10 p.m. every Thursday encore presentations they're not live at this point maybe one day but encore presentations and uh, looking forward to seeing between the sheets on YouTube starting yeah. uh, by the time this airs in just a couple days yeah. so uh, this has been a spectacular edition I look, was looking forward to having you out tonight Thanks, recovered from an illness uh, uh, maybe a little bit too much whiskey last mm-hmm. night to, mm-hmm. to bring you in the studio and I'm glad we got this chance and there's so much more to talk about with you Absolutely. we haven't got to Dan Marino no. we haven't got to your night with the, the, the first daughters of yeah. George Bush uh-uh. uh, we haven't got any of this yeah. and we're going to get to that on a future edition of the Knapsack Files Thanks, for Ken. Josh McCuga I'm Ken Knapsack see ya have a good day